What is this? Are you trying to trick me? What is this? What's going on here? What are you people doing here? You are talking about the nonsensical ravings of a lunatic mind. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. All righty then. Hello and welcome back. This is Storytime and I am GamerDude. Glad to have you with us for some more stories this week. Today we're doing another best of Storytime episode. I usually do a best of episode when either I have a very busy week or I've got a vacation coming up or for some other reason I don't have time to get a full episode done. And that's exactly why we're doing a best of episode this week. But I like the best of episodes because what I do for the best of episodes, as anybody who's listened to them know, I go back to some of the early episodes from the first season, and sometimes the second season. And the reason that I do that is this. Number one, we've had a lot of new listeners join us over the past couple of years. We are in year four. I know. I find that hard to believe, too. And I know not everybody digs back into the archive to listen to the old episodes. So by going back to the first season and the second season, it gives me a chance to bring some of those old stories forward, or to use internet speak, bump them up. We're bumping some of those episodes up to the top, or at least some of those stories, so the people who didn't hear them get to hear them. But it also gives me a chance to remaster those episodes. Because, as I've said before, when I first started doing the podcast, I was experimenting with different ways to produce it, and different ways to record it, and different ways to edit it. And I've listened back to those first few episodes, and I do recognize that I was doing the podcast more as a live radio show, which may not make sense to you, but it makes sense to me because I used to do live radio. So it was a lot more raw, a lot less produced. There are too many sounds in the background. Makes me crazy now when I listen to it. The stories themselves, I'm glad that I told the stories, but they just don't sound as good those first few episodes. So I use these best of episodes to clean them up a little. So I get to bump them forward so the people who haven't heard them before get a chance to hear them. And if you've heard them before, you get a cleaner, tighter, shinier version. And also by repeating some of the stories that I did before, I'm just like every other old guy you know. Telling the same old stories again. Oh, not the one about the telephones again. Yeah, that's what I do. I'm good for telling the same story over and over again, and that's what this best of episode is all about. That's what they're all about. You get to hear the same stories again. So if you haven't heard the stories you're about to hear before, I hope you enjoy them. And if you have heard them, I hope you enjoy them again. Thanks for being here. This is the best of story time. I was always an antsy child, so if I was jumping around and just fidgeting, she would come up with the phrase, You're hopping around like a hen on a hot johnny cake. It took me years to figure out what a hot johnny cake was, and it was like a pancake, and I'm trying to figure out why a hen would be on a johnny cake. But all I knew was it was my cue to sit still, damn it. She never said sit still, damn it. She always said stop hopping around like a hen on a hot johnny cake. So I would. The other phrase, and I guess this comes from when she was a kid, and maybe you've heard this one, maybe you haven't. You're as nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. What's wrong with you? And when you do the visual, you could see that. You could see a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs being a bit nervous. So that was another way of saying, settle down, stop fidgeting. There's a couple of more that she had. I'm not sure where these fit into the list that I've compiled, but we all had the one, were you raised in a barn? And that came up many times, whether it was because your room was a mess or because you left the front door open or whatever the case was. Were you raised in a barn? Was often employed in our house. The other one, and this is a a momism that you probably have experienced when it's cold outside or cold inside the house. She would say, it's cold in here. Go put on a sweater. Whether you're cold or not, mom was cold. So you needed to put on a sweater. That's a true momism right there. The other aspect of phones when I was growing up 
is when we first moved into our home in New Jersey, we were in such a rural area at the time that they didn't even have enough individual lines for each home that they were building out there. So what we had when we first moved into our development was something called a party line. Now, a party line is a line that's shared between one or more phone numbers, and that's because they didn't have enough separate lines for each of the phone numbers to have their own line. What that meant was our neighbors and we shared the same telephone line. So if the neighbors were on the line making a call to whoever, and we picked up the phone in our house, we would hear their conversation. So if we wanted to make a call out, we had to wait for them to finish, and vice versa. If we were on the phone and they picked up their telephone and wanted to make a call out, they had to wait for us to finish. And it was a really weird thing because, you know, everybody's a little nosy, so you you hear the neighbors on the phone and you kind of want to listen in, especially when you're a nosy little kid, you like to know what's going on, and I happened to be a nosy little kid who liked to know what was going on, so I would always want to listen in on the phone, but somehow my mom always knew when we were listening in on a call we weren't supposed to be listening in on, and it would be, hang up that phone, get off the phone, the neighbors are entitled to privacy, get off that phone. So we did not get to listen to very much of the mundane dealings of our neighbors. But boy, the temptation was there. We really wanted to know what was going on over there. We really did. We never got the chance to, but we really did. We lost the party line after, I'd say, three or four years in the house because they finally started developing the area we were in, so they realized the need for additional phone lines. So the glorious day came where we no longer had to share a line with the neighbors, but the downside was we couldn't listen in on their conversations anymore. So there's a trade-off. You get privacy, but you give up the entertainment value of trying to catch what the latest was with Aunt Tilly from next door. So that was one of the other things that we had to deal with and that folks these days don't even know anything about. Party line? What the hell's a party line? Party line now is an 800 number you call and you can talk to all of the funnest people around. Just watch the TV ads at the late night TV. Oh yes, party lines are a very different thing now than they were when I was growing up. Gene Shepard was a broadcaster when I was growing up. He worked on a radio station with the call letters WOR. This is one of the old school radio stations. It was an AM station. I know that a lot of you guys don't even know what AM is. Who listens to AM anymore? But AM was the only kind of radio there was when I was growing up. And it was important to us because we were in such a rural area, we could still get New York radio stations even though we were more than 70 miles away from the city. So we would tune in the radio stations that we got from New York, and we would get all-news radio, 88 WCBS. Yes, I do remember all of the calls, because that's what my father listened to. He was News Radio 88, WCBS Radio. Then there was uh, WABC, which sometimes went to music, sometimes went to news. They were a top 40 station. They played the top 40 songs in the country. And it was always the same 40, and every week it would change. And every week we'd listen to Casey Kasem with America's Top 40. And he would count down the top 40 songs in the country that week, and those are the 40 songs we listened to all week long on WABC. And then there was WOR. WOR was talk radio. It was truly talk radio. People would talk about home improvement and cars and all different kinds of things that a kid like me didn't care about. I didn't care about cars at that time. Ten years old, what do I know about cars? You know, I was listening to Top 40 Radio and playing outside with my friends. That's all that I worried about. Until bedtime. Now, my bedtime 
was 9 o'clock. Now, you have to go back in time and picture a 10-year-old gamer dude. I actually had hair on my head and no mustache or goatee. I know that's hard to visualize, but that was me at 10. A little shorter version of me, but pretty much the same kid that I am now. And yes, I do consider myself a kid. But 10-year-old me had a 9 o'clock bedtime. I don't know how I discovered the Gene Shepard show. I don't know why I came upon it. I was going against the rules and listening to radio when I should have been sleeping, but I'm not a sleeper. I've always been a night person, even as a kid. So I would have to go to bed at 9 p.m. Gene Shepard's show started at 9.15. So all I can figure is that I must have been spinning the AM dial looking for something to listen to to keep me occupied while I didn't fall asleep. And I came upon Gene Shepard. Now, Gene was an author and a broadcaster. He wrote a bunch of books, and I've re- I read all of the books back when I first discovered them. But he had cool titles. I mean, The Ferrari in the Bedroom. What kind of title is that for a book? But it was, it was an interesting book. Then he had In God We Trust, All Others Pay Cash. And then he had Wanda Hickey's Night... Oh, what was it? It was Wanda Hickey's Night of Golden Memories. That's what it was. Night of Golden Memories. And these consisted of stories that he told on the air, stories of his youth, novelized versions of those stories. He changed the names to protect the innocent, but they were always very interesting stories. But that's the stuff that he wrote. What he did on the air was tell the same stories, but expanded on them. And he did it in such a way that you were sucked into the story. And especially little 10-year-old gamer dude with his imagination ready to go anywhere, listening to this guy tell stories. It was really something that I looked forward to because it took me to places that I I didn't even know existed. Not only did it take me places, but it transported me in time. I found myself not a 10-year-old in a bed in New Jersey. I was in 1943, Indiana, walking along the streets with Gene and his friends Schwartz and Flick and all the other kids that he would tell stories about. And it was a transportation that I never thought possible, but that I loved. And so as I was sitting in my bed at 9.14, waiting for the show to start, I was always full of anticipation, looking forward to these trips that he would take us on. And he told the stories. The movie A Christmas Story is based on his stories. It's actually a chapter from one of his books. And the stories that he told on the air worked their way into the movie A Christmas Story. So if you've ever seen A Christmas Story, and who by now hasn't seen A Christmas Story at least once, that's based on Gene Shepard's childhood. Gene Shepard actually makes a cameo in that movie, just so you know. If you look closely, you can see him. He's one of the guys in line in the department store telling Ralphie to get to the end of the line. That's Gene Shepard. But what Gene would do is tell these stories about Christmas, or about blizzards, or about football, or about the old man. Oh my God, the old man. Who's the old man? I didn't know who the old man was. It took me a while to realize he was referring to his father. And that was a shock to me because nobody referred to their father as the old man, not where I grew up. But to Gene, that was a normal thing to do. You referred to your old man as the old man because that's what he was, an old man. And that was something that I learned listening to Gene Shepard. And now, you know, I'm called the old man. Funny how things come around, isn't it? But going back to 10-year-old gamer dude, I would be sitting there at 9.14 and I'd be watching the clock. And we didn't have digital clocks back then. It was a dial clock plugged into the wall and it had little glow-in-the-dark hands so that I didn't have to have a light on. The dim light from the hallway would go under the crack of my door so I had a little bit of light, but I needed those glow-in-the-dark hands to know when the show was about to start because that 15 minutes from the time that I jumped into bed 
to the time Gene Shepard's show would start. That was a long 15 minutes. I just couldn't wait because I loved listening to this guy. And he had this theme song. And it was, it was a theme song that just sparked excitement in me just from hearing it. And as soon as I heard that theme song, I knew something good was going to happen. Something interesting was going to happen. Now, it's a theme song that I didn't know by name at the time. I learned it subsequently. But all I knew it as was Gene Shepard's theme song. And I actually dug up a copy. It's not going to mean the same to you as it does to me. But as I play this right now, I'm going to get chills because every time I hear it, I get chills. And it was just this anticipation waiting for this trumpet to blow. And I knew that the story time was about to start. Right there. Right there. Just that trumpet was enough. But then you hear the rest of the music kick in, and it's exciting. It's almost circus-like. It was just such a fun thing to listen to. And he'd always start the show with the theme song, and he'd let it play for a little bit. And then he'd, he'd say something interesting, something fun, like... All right, kids, you ready to play radio? Or he'd start with a story about his day. Or he'd start a story about Christmas, or about growing up, or about the old man. And that song, it goes about two minutes, and he would often let the whole two minutes play out. And I loved listening to that song. By the way, in case you want to know, it's called the Braun Fry Polka. I don't know how he came upon using that as his theme song. But it was just perfect. It captured the spirit of the man and the show. It was just so exciting for me to listen to. And so I would sit down and huddle up under my covers, and I'd have the little radio pressed against my ear so that I could listen to it without being too loud so that mom and dad wouldn't know that I was not sleeping and instead listening to the radio because you had to do that kind of thing. They would check. Can you believe that? They would check on us. Imagine that. But I'd have that little radio pressed against my ear, and I'd listen to the stories. And he would regale us with a variety of different tales. So the movies that my mom grew up with were the movies that I came to watch on TV. And back when I was a kid, that's the only way we could watch movies. If we didn't go to the movie theater, we would watch it on TV. There was no VCR. There was no DVD. There was no internet. So there was nothing to stream a movie from. All of those concepts were beyond our ability to understand or even envision back in the day. If we wanted to watch an old movie, we would have to wait for it to come around on TV. Now, there was a lot of what they called movie shows on the television when I was a kid. In the afternoons, ABC out of New York would have the afternoon movie, aptly named because they usually ran it from 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock. And they would play an old movie, whether it was Singing in the Rain or Casablanca or any of the classic old movies. They would put them on at that four to six window for people who wanted to watch old movies during the day. When the soap operas were over, when the game shows were done, people would switch to Channel 7 if they wanted to watch a movie. And that was my introduction to a lot of the old movies because my mom wanted to see the movies that she grew up with. And that was the only way she could do it, by watching those movies on the, on the Channel 7 movie in the afternoon. Sometimes some of the other channels would run them in the afternoons or late at night. You'd sometimes get an 11.30 movie. 
back in the day before David Letterman, before there were talk shows, the only nighttime talk show was Johnny Carson on The Tonight Show. Other channels would run movies at 11.30 at night. For those late birds who would stay up and had nothing else to watch, they would watch old movies at 11.30, and you would see some weirder choices at 11.30 at night. Like, I remember staying up late and watching the Monkees movie. Do you remember the Monkees, the rock band? Well, the pretend rock band that was America's answer to the Beatles. Uh, the Monkees had a movie called Head, and that aired at 11.30 at night. And I remember staying up to watch it one weekend. Uh, when my parents let me stay up really late, and it was one of the strangest little movies I'd ever seen. But the only way that I got to see that was watching it as a watching it as a repeat at 11:30 at night. We couldn't buy it anywhere. We couldn't rent it anywhere because it didn't exist except when the TV networks decided to broadcast them. And that's really one of the reasons that things like soundtrack albums, and these are the actual vinyl albums, soundtrack albums would be very popular and why my mom had a lot of those, because she loved the music from the movies. And it was, instead of soundtracks like today, where they would take popular songs and play them during a movie, the movie musicals that my mom grew up with, and as a result that I grew up with, would actually put the soundtrack of the original cast recording on an LP, and then you could play the songs in your house whenever you wanted. That's as close as we came to being able to watch a movie again at home. You weren't watching it, but you would listen to it. I remember, for instance, and I still have the albums in my collection, my mom's original cast recording of the movie Camelot. I have the original cast recording of Sound of Music and the original cast recording of Guys and Dolls because these were the, th these were the ways that you could relive the movies that you really liked. Yes, they were musicals and you had to kind of accept that because they didn't put out soundtracks for the dialogue from Casablanca, for instance. But they would put out the soundtrack for musicals and then you could relive the musical during the course of your day. You'd put the record on and clean the house or do your homework or whatever and you could listen to your movie while you were doing that. But that's as close as we came to being able to relive the movies that, that either my parents grew up with or that I grew up with. The other thing we can do with this is we can go places that we might not otherwise go. Now, are we actually going to go there? Well, you tell me. Instead of doing the show from the studio today, why don't we take the show on the road? Instead of sitting here in a cranky little room, a cramped up little room, and looking out the window at the New York skyline, what if we take the show on the road to the beach? All we have to do is ask Mr. Agador to send us to the beach, and all of a sudden we can be at the beach. We've got the waves breaking on the shore. We've got some seagulls flying by. Look, you can even see the sandpipers running against the waves over there. And if we sit back and just listen, we can hear the waves. We can feel the breeze. We can feel the sun on our skins because we've taken ourselves to the beach. It's incredible where we can go and what we can do when we let our minds take us there, when we let our imaginations run wild. That's going to do it for this episode of Storytime. Thanks so much for listening. I really do appreciate you listening to all of the episodes, including this best of episode. Hope you liked it. If you have any suggestions or stories you'd like to hear on future best of episodes, message me on Twitter, whisper me on Twitch, just let me know. We'll find those stories, we'll put them up in future episodes. 
Thanks again, guys. Until next time, you take care of yourselves. And I'll see you when I see you.